Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth NBA podcast, where we continue to talk about the NBA and get you ready for the season and all the handicapping that's come. But spread, it's a big day. Hockey season starts today. Spread, do you watch hockey at all? Is there any hockey in California, or are you guys spending too much time on the beach to even know that ice exists? Oh, yeah. Well, the Sharks are actually pretty popular up here, but no, me personally, no. They move like kind of late into my childhood, so never been a big hockey guy. But I did want to point out that our good buddy Andy, I think he's betting QMJHL, and I guess it was Quebec Men's Junior Hockey League. So obviously a lot of people are pretty excited about this. Yeah, they are. I, I'm in Philadelphia, of course, and the Flyers are pretty huge here. Everyone knows oh, yeah. Eagles fans, but Flyers fans are actually probably some of the better hockey fans from what I understand. I haven't watched much hockey. I never really played it growing up. So, you know, I watch it and I understand what they're trying to do, but I, I, it's hard for me to see and understand it. But it's such a fun game. Hockey's actually one of my favorite games to go see live. I just love the way that it looks, the way that it sounds. And I, frankly, I like that the arena's a little cold. So, uh, <laughs> happy hockey season, everybody. Yeah, sounds good. Too bad, we you, can't, too bad we can't do that. If we do a net worth NHL, that'll be Jorge's department. That's true. Maybe that's maybe that's like halfway through next year. We did about a year of, of women's yeah. tennis and now dove into the NBA. Maybe we'll go like another year and jump into hockey so we can uh, get Jorge involved. It'll mostly be Jorge yeah. talking and spread it going, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, really? so Jorge, if oh, you're cool. listening, you're going to be in charge of spearheading net worth NHL. All right, Spread, there was one other thing you wanted to talk to me about today. <laughs> Apparently, so James Johnson is in trouble for being too fat. So the funny thing is he was banished from practice now, and it looks like, and it's funny that I'm recapping this with the article that you sent me, but uh, they sent him home, and that he has a 242 bonus for body fat percentage and weight retirement, and the weight requirement is 242, and I guess he's not even close to it. So uh, they, according to the article, they took the drastic step of banishing the 32-year-old Johnson from the team's practices until he meets the team's rigorous physical standards. So... Miami off to a good start there after I had endorsed them so hard on the uh, on the on the uh, southeast pod. Well, you you got to wonder he's not the most important player in the team, but he's definitely somebody who can be a, a positive impact if he's in shape and he's playing well. And it's always funny. I mean, you know, we're regular normal people, and we think, you know, I don't know about you, spread, but if my job is to be a professional athlete, it's hard to think that I would ever be in bad shape or anything like that. But my guess is somebody like James Jones has probably been so athletic his whole this life. Is James that, Johnson. James Sorry, James Jones Johnson. Retired. I know. There you go. James Johnson's right. James Jones is working for the Phoenix Suns trying to help the Lakers out. Is he really? I'm trying to I have to go back and see. There was That's good knowledge. Ba- I didn't know. Ba- that. Basically the way they bought out um the Tyson Chandler contract looked really, really weird, and then he basically walks to the Lakers. It's more of a tinfoil hat thing than anything. But James Johnson oh, okay. Who is on the Miami Heat roster um, is a really fun player. A few, you know, every couple of years, um, he seems to be motivated and in shape. Maybe it's you know, they should keep him a one-year contract so he's a little more focused. <laughs> but um, you know, obviously he's coming into the season out of shape. We'll see. It's um, it's kind of the exact opposite of, of Jimmy Butler, who I heard came to practice. What was it six and a half hours early and started at yeah. ten? And he was there at three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning. That's that sounds like a good Miami time to practice. I mean, you know. It's probably nice and cool. Got the gym all to yourself. <laughs> he left the club and was like, man, I'm not ready to go home. I'm just going to go to practice right now. If I fall asleep now, I might be late. I think you're definitely right. I think he got kind of bored at the club and was like, you know what? Instead of staying here for another hour or so, screw it. I'll go to practice, get some shots up, take a nap in my locker, enjoy yeah, that. But he has a lot to prove this year, and I'm sure that, number one, he knew it would make headlines, and he definitely likes the attention. And, number two, he probably is pretty excited. I mean – this is really his first chance to lead a team, am I right? Like, he never really had Chicago, because that was usually Derrick Rose's team. Then he well, but, got to that mess in Minnesota, and he definitely wasn't the man in Philly. I think that he had a chance maybe to lead Chicago a little bit after Rose kind of you know, yeah, got injured right and, and it was, was off a little and bit. And then they dumped him. And then Minnesota was his team. I mean, they, they, they drafted Carl Anthony Towns, and he seemed to be the, the bigger name, but that seemed to be his team. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll see. He's had. A, I think he's had more chances than maybe people give him credit for. But this is absolutely 100% his decision. You know, this is the first time he got to go yeah. out in free agency and pick a team and not, you know, beg for a trade or, or really bother people. I don't exactly remember how he got to Minnesota from Chicago, but I'm pretty sure that was a trade as well. It so, was a trade. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this is his first chance to really pick a team and, and be in charge of that decision for himself. So he is definitely culpable for whatever happens this year. Well, I didn't really consider Minnesota his team. I thought that it was still Towns' team. 
But uh, if that was his team, then he definitely went to the Kyrie Irving School of Leadership there with uh, the job he did with those teams. In fact, he surpassed it. It should actually be the Jimmy Butler School of Leadership. I mean, was that the wildest story ever? When he I showed up to practice and refused to run with the ones and ran with the threes and then supposedly beat the ones? Yeah, so I've heard a little bit more of that as you talk to some of the players on that team. He used to do that kind of regularly, it sounds like. It sounds like that wasn't maybe that big of um, a surprise. Uh, okay. But, you know, right. it was a, the, given the particular timing and who was there, he, and, you know, he may and have in the way dialed up the trash it, talk. Right. That. Yeah. Right. So I think maybe that was a little more sensationalized than it actually was. But he is someone that, from what I understand, does like to come in and practice and actually play with some of the worst players to try to motivate those young guys and then to get a little more practice for him with the ball in his hands. Um, yeah. So he's definitely, he's well practiced in, uh, in ball hogging. So he should be ready to go this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about the miami heat we're done with the yeah. eastern conference we've covered all three divisions in the eastern conference actually spread let me see can you name all three divisions in the eastern conference we literally yeah, only because we've been H. doing this recently we got the southeast uh-huh. the atlantic and the uh-huh. very blandly named central love it so now it's time to move on to the western conference we're going to start with the northwest division home of the oklahoma city thunder the minnesota timberwolves the portland trailblazers denver nuggets and utah Jazz. We'll start with the Oklahoma City Thunder because they seem to have the worst odds to win the division. And my first question for you, Spread, is, uh, you know, we've been trying to be a little more team-focused before we get to the odds section, but I think this is a pretty relevant way to start. Were you surprised to see that the Oklahoma City Thunder had the worst odds to win this division? Yes, I was. You know, when we talked before, I've been doing a lot of research on the teams, but I haven't necessarily looked at the odds yet. I've just been trying to you know, figure figure out what's going on, try and check in now that training camps are starting in. You know, there's a lot of information out there. Not sure everything you can take, but just trying to glean little bits on who's motivated, who's not. Like, obviously, we found out today that Butler seems to be motiv- more motivated than Johnson. So there is a little, you know, bits of uh, information. But not really looking at the odds for this division yet. I was very surprised when I pulled them up. And I saw that Oklahoma City actually had a worse chance to win the division than the Timberwolves. And let's be honest, neither of them are going to win the division. But if I were to take a long shot, I would definitely think that this uh, Oklahoma City team with Chris Paul, uh, Gilgis Alexander, who I think is an underrated piece, Roberson, if he can play, he's an awesome defender. Gallinari gets buckets and Steven Adams helps you win. I like that starting lineup much better than the Timberwolves lineup. The lineup is good on paper, but what I see is a lot of injury concerns. You know, Andre Roberson, yeah. is, we've missed him for about a season and a half at this point. I think he still has some sort of lingering injury. Uh, Chris Paul gets hurt just about every year at this point. It seems like maybe, you know, I don't know if his training isn't where it used to be or if his body really has just broken down at, at, after this much basketball. But, you know, he doesn't seem to be someone like to me that could play a full season. You got to love Gildress Alexander. He was great on the Clippers last year. Gallinari is a really good player, but again, injured just about every single year. He likes Steven Adams, but in today's NBA, I think, you know, all the great stuff that he does is muted a little bit in a way. Um, Dennis Schroeder, a really up and down guy. If, you know, he could really bottle up all the good parts of his game. He'd have a chance to really do something great. Nerlens Noel, you know, former 76er, not the worst guy coming off the bench from a defensive perspective, but I just don't see it with this team. I look, I don't see a lot of shooting. I think the floor is going to be very, very small um, for these guys when they're trying to attack the basket. You got Gallinari is a good shooter. Chris Paul's not bad, but everyone else is average to below average, really. Um, so I, I struggle to see how this team's going to put it together. And then given you know the general manager and kind of what they've done this offseason, I expect for them to look possibly for a trade for Chris Paul. It's tough with that contract. Um, I'd be curious to see if they can try to it's mortgage him. It's funny that we mentioned Miami because that's the, that's the only team that they think that would really be trying for it. That kind of makes sense. Maybe there's another contender, another team that, that kind of pops. You know, I haven't spent too much time looking through you know, given his position at point guard and, and the way that that position's re- filled really well for most of the, the better teams. Well, they would have to give up Drogic because that's the, the only way they Yeah, that, that would be the swap, right? right. So, I haven't See, done... so anyone who tries to take Paul is going to have to give up that much money in return because there's no teams that at this point that are that far away from the camp where they can absorb it, you know? Right, and I, I think even, yeah, it's, um, it's a tough situation certainly for them to try to move Paul, but I think that they'll try to do it. I just... 
you look at this team, you look at the rest of the Western Conference, it's it's kind of a thin roster already. I think even one injury and things go south pretty quickly. And given the history of the team and the, and the way the GM likes to operate, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit of tanking here. Um, it might be a fun team, however, for a little while when those guys are healthy. If Chris Paul is looking good at the beginning of the season, if Roberson is, is somehow healthy enough to start the year, that could be a fun team for a couple games. But I think once once the first guy goes down, um, get as far away from them as you can. Yeah, so I guess we're on opposite sides. I, I mean, I do expect Gallinari to miss 20 games because that's been his uh, his M.O., but you'll have Nerland's new well to jump in there at power forward. And uh, I know you know that think that Adams um, the things he does well have been negated, but the one thing that he does good is he's still doing those things, even though they might be less effective. He's still doing them, and he doesn't need the ball at all. So to me, that's like a perfect player because one of the problems with the NBA when you assemble all, you know a lot of talent is you know getting everyone their shot. So when you have a guy that is going to contribute. Uh, to winning that doesn't require shots that just makes it so much easier on the coach and now we'll really get to see a chance to see um oh gosh the coach's name is, is slipping my name right now the guy from florida billy donovan billy donovan see, see what well he can do he is uh yeah because i think this is going to give a first chance i think before he was kind of just having to cater to rest and so, now you know he's gonna he's gonna have a much better chance to coach so I got to poke a couple holes in kind of what you said. If Gallinari goes down, you can't play Nerlens at four. You can't put Nerlens on the floor at the same time as Steven Adams. That's not going to work. Um, How, why not? You have two def- offensive nobodies on the floor. I mean, you got two guys that all they can really do is roll. They don't have post up games. They certainly can't shoot. That's all they're going to need to do. Spread. I know you're a million years old, but it's not the '90s anymore. <laughs> it's just tell this, my this, iPod that. This. <laughs> <laughs> What was the last song you listened to on your iPod? Oh, I don't even know. That's a good question. Actually, I, I'm a little, I, I'm kind of hip. I, I, I like Young M.A. Oh, there you go. So that's uh, probably the last one I had on there. Okay, see, so it just it's a really limited roster for me already just to start. And yeah. like you said, there's some injuries you do have coming. A good point there. So let's look at some of the numbers. You are a little optimistic. They're over under win total. I'm seeing 33 and a half. Do you have any interest at all in that number? See, I was thinking we were going to get a lot lower number because everyone was so down on this team. But I think 33.5 is about right. But but didn't it seem like everyone was just assuming that – I'm seeing 31 here at five dimes. There you go. I would go thir- I would go over 30. Wow, gosh, you're right. The Chris Paul trade could kill you, though. If I, I mean, if we have to choose it, you know, if we're just choosing every single one and you want to get down on every one, I definitely would recommend the over 31. Uh, over 31.5, but gosh, you you are trying to kind of convincing me that this might not be the best luck. I just kind of like the starting five. I just, uh, I think they're better than people are giving them credit for, but it seems like the books are on the same line. I thought we were going to get between 25 and 28. Yeah, this line actually has moved. I'm looking right now. Bookmaker has under 33.5 at minus 146. So that 33.5, it looks like it's gone. It looks like there's actually been some big action on the under, and I don't disagree with that. I don't think that I want to go under 31.5, but if you could find this 33.5 minus 115 is the juice that I have on this little sheet I put together maybe a couple weeks ago at this point. But um, I I, I don't think you can touch the over here, given the injury concerns, the possible trade concerns, and the general strength of the rest rest of the Western Conference. It's – I don't think you can lean on them to win more more games than that. So I think it's under or pass, and I don't love any of the underpricing right now. Yeah. So, I, yeah, this is definitely not one that I'm racing to the window to bet. Um, but I do think that they're going to surprise. I think they're going to do better than usual, and I think they will defend their home court fairly well. Um, gosh, if we knew they were going to keep Chris Paul, I would do the 31.5. But, I mean, what would you say? I'd say it's at least, what, 50% chance he's traded? I mean, if you were going to set a that's line, actually, that's tra- actually probably probably right in there. Maybe I'd make it a little less than that because I, I, you know, I need to do some homework and see what his actual options are. But even if they had Chris Paul, it's hard to think he's going to stay healthy. And again, I don't know if there's enough here for him to work with. The, the floor is going to be really tight. There's not that many shooters. He's not going to have the yeah. space that he was used to with Houston. Who was their draft pick? That is a great question. You know, I didn't get a chance to pull it up this time. I'm flipping through their list of players here. Yeah, uh, no names are jumping out. Looking at the roster, round one, 2023 was Darius Baisley. That was the name. I don't okay. know a lot about him. 
Now, I don't. I know they didn't have a great draft pick because they were good last year, and the rest of their picks, yeah. I think, start to convey in the next few years. So, um, so this kid's interesting. He didn't go to college. He interned at New Balance while working out privately for the past year so he could spend some time in the G League before making his NBA debut. Um, it's good. This guy's pretty interesting here. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do, but... You know, the 23rd pick of the draft is not somebody you're overly optimistic about, especially in their first year. And, uh, you know, even yeah. if he is fantastic, I don't know if it's enough to, to raise this team up to another level or two. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I'm not really expecting a lot from him. I was actually just looking to see if this guy was going to give us any space. And I don't – I'm not seeing a lot about whether or not he plays on the wing. But he's uh, he's 6'9 with a 7-foot wingspan, so – this could be a really... I think this is still a tough defensive matchup. Maybe. I think, I, th- uh, I think you're right about that. They might be able to find some good ways to play defense. you got to hide Gallinari a little bit. But if Roberson yeah, is healthy... it's easy to hide one player. Yeah, if Roberson's healthy, you got two. a lot of good players. That's for sure. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the Slender team more than most, but it looks like the books are with me. Because like I said... I was originally, like, when everyone was so down on him, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to hammer the over. But I thought it was going to be somewhere between 25 and 28. Yeah. You know, and I thought I was going to be, you know, I was thinking I would go up to 29 for sure, and it was just an auto bet. And, you know, it looks like they're on to me. So, I guess the odds makers like the uh, Paul Gilgis-Alexander backcourt duo as well as I do. All right, anything else on OKC before we jump to the Wolves? So, what do you think? Are we going to be betting them a lot at the beginning of the season? I mean, is the idea that they're undervalued, or by looking at this number, is this pretty much telling us that they're no, they're not undervalued? They think the same thing that we do. Because I think between 31 to 33 is about right. I think from a wins total perspective, that's right, but that includes the evaluation of the fact that you're not going to see this starting lineup a lot. Again, nights yeah. where all these five guys are playing, those are going to be great nights to look at the Thunder because I think you're right. We're going to get some nice prices. I think we're going to get some big spreads on them against some better teams at, at maybe even at home. Um, yep, so I'm thinking just uh, Thunder at home, five points or less against anyone except for, you know, maybe like the big three of Golden State uh, and the two L.A.s and maybe in Houston, of course. So I guess it will be a big four. I think I'm going to almost auto bet them at home with this good lineup, with this good starting lineup at minus five or less. All right, um, maybe something like that. I, I'm probably still going to try to stick to them as dogs, but I'll definitely look look to see – look at their odds pretty closely once they have these five guys healthy and ready to go. Yeah, this is something I like to do. I just kind of like to start with like what I would be comfortable with, you know, going into the season and then just seeing how it kind of matches out. Obviously, I mean, I'm just, we're just discussing it right now and I'm not obligated to bet, you know, if it turns out that, you know, Denver's coming in there and it's minus four and a half and I'm a little worried, you know, I'm like, are we really going to give points to Denver? Um, you know, I will bet you bet right it, now. I'll bet you right now a thousand dollars that at no point this year will the Denver Nuggets ever be dogs in Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City. Uh, you're probably right. Th- that would have to require. Some when you major said a thousand dollars, you scared me off. If you'd have said like fifty or hundred, I might have done it. All right. Well, think you of a number that you're comfortable sure. with. Think of you a number you're comfortable sure. with. No, no. I'm now. I've already realized that this is like an auto win for you. I must. Be, I must be completely overestimating this team wow am i stuck in the i guess it wouldn't be 90s but mid 2000s with my chris paul love here i guess maybe like if denver's on a uh, like a their third game in five nights or or something goofy like that um you, you know you might possibly have some struggles but so even then cap, maybe what what's oklahoma city minus advantage? one minus two let me pull up my model i forget what i gave home court advantage in oklahoma city it was not one of the higher ones frankly what was your highest uh home court uh miami it was probably new york or or los angeles maybe miami let me see what did i do all right home court advantages um i gave the denver nuggets a four point home court advantage because of the altitude yeah la la gets a four point new york gets a four point that's from the nightlife and utah gets four points because of the altitude again oh it's not from having fun with all the mormons no, no, and I gave Miami four points as well. Um, you know, again, not a ton of research has gone on some of those numbers, but a, enough where I, I feel confident with them. Maybe tweak those a little bit for the start of the season. Um, but yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, I have them a little less than average. I think the average home court for the NBA is three points. I have them at two and a half. 
Where'd you get the Kings? Let me see. The Sacramento Kings. Three. I, I left them right at normal. Right at normal. That sounds about right. Yeah, because sometimes you, you do have you know teams on the West or East Coast do have some advantages just given the, the wild travel versus the teams in the middle. But, you know, All right, tough well, year, I think, for Oklahoma City. I'll help you transition here. I'll help you All transition right. here, and you can tell me what you put the Minnesota Timberwolves home card at because that would be the next team we'll talk about. Let's see, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Da, 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 da. I had them actually less. I have them only at a two-point home court advantage. Really? Yeah. You know, I, why is that? Is that because the arena isn't rocking? Because I would think the travel would be kind of annoying. No, it's it's actually flying it out of Minnesota as someone who flies to the middle of the country quite a bit is really nice. Um, it's, oh, okay. it's not too bad of an airport. You never really have any trouble. It's still, I believe, in the central time zone, so you're only an hour off the East Coast. And, you know, worst case, West Coast is still two hours. And, you know, it's Minnesota. There's not really a ton going on. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, here's another question for you, Spread. Do you know what people in Minnesota refer to the Timberwolves as? No. I I don't even have enough for a good joke here. The Wood Dogs. (laughs) That's a people. people, I have a bunch of family in Minnesota, and I've been out there, and that's what everybody calls them, the Wood Dogs. So the Minnesota Wood Dogs, Spread, they're going to be starting Jeff T. I kind of like that better. I know. Wouldn't it be nice? We got Jeff Teague. That's true. Someday. We got Andrew Wiggins, Jarrett Culver, Robert Covington, Carl Anthony Towns, off the bench, Shabazz Napier, Jordan Bell, Gorgie Dang, uh, Jake Lehman, somebody named Josh Okogi. I'm not really sure who that is, Spread. We should have done a little more. Yeah, he's okay, I I guess. Um, You know, not, not too bad of a lineup here. I am curious to see how some of these players go. You know, Andrew Wiggins continues to be disappointing and continues not to grow. I wonder, you know, if for whatever reason this ends up being the year. Did you and see blah, his blah, little blah. quotes? Uh, it, a few of them, but refresh my memory. Well, basically, he's just blaming Tibbs. He said, you know what? I was improving each year until my third year, and then something happened, and that's the year that Tibbs came. Oh, you know what? I saw that tweet. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. It's tough to go back and you know, see any real improvement from him. And I'm going to be honest, I don't care. You know, you're a grown man. You're an athlete. Your job is to be good at basketball. He clearly has gotten worse. Um, I think he has. I think he has gotten worse. Uh, You know, he doesn't play nearly as good at defense as he used to. Offensively, he hasn't done anything to get any better at all. It's, I continue to be extremely disappointed with him. And frankly, super, super pumped that the 76ers only got the third pick and not the first pick because I think they had taken Wiggins. Yeah, wow. Hey, um... Is he? What would you consider the poster child for um, the dangers of signing those the second contract off the rookie off the rookie scale and doing that off potential? I think so. I, I think that if he's not the poster boy, he's had top times. three or four bad examples. Yeah, I mean that's just it's become one of the toughest contracts. It is. It's. And I don't know so. what they're going to do with him. I don't know if they can move him. Um, I don't think that. I. I think that the amount that you would get in return, I think you're better off just. Having him play. What did you get in return? You're going to have to give up a draft pick or something to, to entice a team to take it. I you think know? you're right. You're going to have to just some assets. You're building, so you just, yeah, and you don't need, you don't want to give up assets at this point if you're the Timberwolves. So I say you just ride it out and then, you know, maybe hope something happens. But, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to give up an assets when you're a team like Minnesota's position. So it's funny. It's interesting now that we're pulling these up. I see why the bookmakers like this team better. And it's, it's what you mentioned earlier in your criticism of OKC and that's depth, um, much more depth for this team. Uh, I actually like the, the, the thunder starting unit much better than this starting unit, but these twos <laughs> I would put at like, you know, minus 10 minus 12 over the thunder second unit. If you did the the six through ten, yeah, they have some nice depth, and you know, I wonder how this team reacts to a full season with that Jimmy Butler. I wonder if some of these younger guys relax a little bit, I don't think having some, having some more freedom. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I think for the first time, there's not you know someone in there who's going to be bossing everybody around and, and having a real dogged personality. You know, Teague. I, I don't know who I, I, is Carlton Towns. I guess has to be the leader of this team. I don't know who it is. Just looking at some of these names yeah, he here, is. but. And I mean, he's, he's he, been talking. He should like be. It. He he should be. Let's see if he, he can do it. But you know his talent is 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 immeasurable at this point. There there is hardly anything 
there's hardly anything on offense he can't do. Unbelievable post game. He's a good shooter. He moves well, rolls well on the pick and roll. Is an okay ball handler, especially for is how big he, big he is. You know, I love Robert Covington. I know he has his struggles and, and gets you know does some goofy stuff every once in a while, but is absolutely oh, no, one of the best great. defensive players in the league. A good three point yeah. shooter. You know, Wiggins again, endlessly talented. Let's see if he can put it together. I like Jeff Teague. I, I don't ever remember watching a game where Jeff Teague wasn't you know trying his best or, or playing good basketball. You know, another guy who gets hurt every once in a while, but. And you start with those four guys. Maybe Culver ends up being the fifth guy. Maybe it's maybe it is um, Okogi. Maybe it's Culver. I don't know who fills that small forward spot or that extra wing spot. But okay, so you've let got me jump talent. in here. And uh, this is more of my um, reading all the beat reporters. They're loving Jake Lehman. They really want to, to get Jake Lehman in, and they're even thinking about jump, trying to run a lineup, moving Wiggins to two, and letting uh, Lehman run the three as their small ball. I guess that he's doing pretty well on the switch defensive. Defensively, he can guard in the post pretty well for his size, and he's not bad on the perimeter. And I guess he's really improved his shot. So Jake Lehman is the one that, that I've that I've seen that they're kind of buzzing about in camp that's, you know, under the radar. Of course, they're going to say good things about Towns and Wiggins and stuff, you know. Um, but Lehman is the one that, that we might see get more minutes. And I don't, I know you don't do daily fantasy, but if you do do, do some daily da- fantasy, he might be a nice undervalued guy in the first couple of games before people catch on. Because I think they're going to give him a lot of minutes and a lot of looks. I like that look a lot. So let's jump to the odds here. Looking at the lines from Minnesota, their win totals 35.5, only two games. Well, actually four games higher, we, we found out uh, than the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 80 to 1 to win the division, 101 to win the conference, 175 1 to win the title, and plus 450 to make the playoffs. I don't see much value there. What, what do you think, Spread? I guess, if anything, maybe I would lean over that, that wins total. I think of this team oh, to put I'm it all together. Under. I don't like this team at all. No. I love Towns. I thought he was going to be so good. And he just seems like he's one of those guys that's like a good basketball player, but he's not doing the things to make your team win, you know? And as a center, that's hard. You know, I don't know what more he could really do. But with this cast of characters, I don't see them winning a lot. I, I think you're you're right. More times than not, I think they go under. But I think there is a chance for them to kind of put it together. I, I actually like Carl Anthony Towns' game, and I think that he oh, did I not like him. I, I think thought he was doing better than Anthony Davis when they came out. That was one of my big, big misses on uh, on prognostication. I thought he was going to be so good. I think he is very good. I just, I don't think he's had a chance to take this team over. And I, again, I'm curious to see what a season without Jimmy Butler's like for these guys, but not curious enough to make a wager. So anything for you here? Are you going to bet the under? Uh, I don't love it because like 35 is pretty low. And if this team goes on a nice little run, which they're definitely capable of, um, you know, they go over, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably bet the under. I hate that every side I like is always juiced. <laughs> well, that means it's you're like smart. It's like minus 125. Isn't that what that means? They, they juice the smart side, right? I guess so. But then if you go like <laughs> six and five on your totals, you end up losing money. So like you're, there's hella pressure to go like eight and four. So a lot of times the juice makes me lay off these just because of the, the cumulative idea that I know I'm not going to go like nine and oh or 10 and oh. And then if I'm paying minus 125 on most of my things, I have to be you know, so much higher on my percentage to actually turn a profit. And I don't know about right now. Right now I can't change it. If they could allow me to change it, I would just go a little lower and not pay the juice. Yeah. You know, because that just eats you up if you go, even if you break even, but you're paying minus 125 on, on all of them and you've had the money tied up for the whole season, it's just horrible. So as of right now, I'll stay away. Maybe when the season gets real close and there's a slider and I can lower the juice. I will look into that. So one more question I have for you about this team. What do you think of their coach? It's Flip Saunderson. I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. Um, I, I'll again, tell you what. I don't know I much about him. I games last year with him, and I was not impressed uh, with like any of the in-game adjustments he was doing at all. It's weird, though, because like I said, I do read the beat writers, and that's like one of my favorite things to do at this time of year. And the team seems to really like him. Now, whether that matters or not, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think? Does that matter? Does it, do you need to be liked as a coach? What do you think about that? I get nervous when people start talking about it when they like their coach. You know, 
everybody loves Greg Popovich, but I think they respect him more than they love him. Uh, you know, last yeah. year, I'm giving him a little pass on last year. You know, it's his first year coaching. He's got to deal with the Jimmy Butler mess. I mean, just yeah, essentially. Can you imagine that? And he's, right. he's young, too. He's less than 40, I think. Yep. So you start to so, put I mean, all that together. These guys are almost like his peers. That's what I mean. I think I'm going to give him a chance and see how the year goes. I think he has some potential here. And if you know this season doesn't go well, um, maybe it's time to make a change or something. But no, I'm going, to, I'm going to give him a pass on last year. Yeah, I just I can't remember the exact situations off the top of my head. But I remember I've been watching some games last year, and obviously this will be when I was back in Minnesota, and they would be getting killed in like the pick and roll, and he wasn't like making adjustments. He was allowing the same guy to get picked on. And I'm like, get him out, you know, get him off the court or something. Like, you can't just let him get burned up. And that was one of my uh, major problems with Scott Brooks as well. I, I don't think you're high on him as a coach. but No, definitely like, not. Oh, man. You know, like, I hate when coaches just sit there and let, like, the same guy get picked on, like, in a pick and roll over and over. It's like, you know, it's one of my pet peeves for coaching because it seems like something like that is easy. And it's like the guy can't get mad if, if – if he gets benched, if he got torched like three times in a row, and if he does, you have some serious issues with, you know, the leadership on your team. If a guy gets torched three plays in a row and then gets mad that you pull him, so uh, that I think that's like a wild card. If I think if he improves, you know, he might be able to get him there. But if I were to guess right now, I'm not I'm not counting on him being one of the better coaches in the league. I'd say like bottom ten. Yeah, I agree with that. Anything else in the Minnesota Wood Dogs? No, I love the Wood Dogs, though. Remind me to keep using that name during the pot all year. All right. We're See not, how much we'll actually be talking about this team. They're wood do- they are the Wood Dogs from here on out. Let's jump all right, the wood up dogs. into Oregon, Portland, Oregon spread. Yes. Uh, we got to be careful. These Trailblazers fans are, are very, very nasty. So let's try to say mostly nice things. But Wait, are they? Uh, it's my, yeah, you better be nice about the Portland Trailblazers spread. Really? Uh, Looking back, I missed this segment of Twitter. You might have to send me a couple Trailblazers follows so I can catch this. All right, you I gotta, never noticed them to be to be that unruly. Well, because you haven't said anything bad about the Trailblazers yet. Yeah, and actually, I'm a pretty big Trailblazers fan. You know, Dame Lillard's from Oakland, so we all like that. Let's go through the transaction. Sorry, we missed that for the first two teams. I just pulled that oh, up yeah. here. They traded for Kent Bazemore from the Atlanta Hawks. Signed, and drafted Nasir Little. Um, added yeah. Anthony Tolliver, a nice bench player. Signed Mario yep. Hazonia, who continues to be a disappointment. Traded for Hassan Whiteside, which uh, Ouch. Ra- oh, that raises some that eyebrows. To react to. That one is bad, isn't it? It raises some eyebrows, that's for sure. You know, you say Steven Adams, you know, isn't meant for the league. But at least he just shows up to work, you know, the lunch pail, like, prototypical blue-collar guy. Like, Hassan Whiteside's skill set is outdated, but, yeah, he brings all these attitude problems, too. He, he does. I, I, I think you're dead on there. I think that he's going to be a oh, big, wait, a big problem in a fairly stable locker room. Too. Yeah, they did. I was going to get there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I've been interrupted. Uh, that's okay. They got Paul Gasol it's just, it's just and then nice uh, everybody else. Kickstart. That's okay. So the lineup at this yeah. point looks like we've got Lillard, McCollum again, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, and Whiteside. Looks like that'll be the starting five. Maybe Baysmore gets some minutes. He's probably the first guy off the bench. Anthony Simons I've heard a lot about. He had a nice summer league. Anthony Tolliver, like I said, solid bench player. Um, and then, you know, Paul Gasol, you know, if he's your third, fourth big guy, that's you probably could do a lot worse than that. Your, your buddy Scal LaBCier, he was yeah. a Sacramento King for quite some time. Dude, we thought he was going to be so good. We were so excited when we got him in that trade. Oh, wait, no, no, we drafted him. You did. But, you did. Yeah. We so, were so excited. No, the one I was mixing him up with was Bruno. He was the other one we all thought was going to be good. So, Spread, um, is this team better than last year's Portland Trailblazers? As I continue I to look so, at I think so, don't you? Why? Assuming Whiteside doesn't cause any problems. Well, what? They don't really have any Assuming Whiteside doesn't those. cause any problems. It's Hassan yeah, Whiteside, right? We're talking about the same guy, right? All right, but let's just say we're playing this in the 2K version, and these guys are just going to show up and play better. Uh, I like the additions of Hajonia and Baysmore, and they lost basically who? Mo Harkless and uh, Al Farouk Aminu? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I think that Baysmore is definitely as good as those two defensively. And Hajonia is not, but he probably has the most upside scoring. And I think this is going to be a much better system for him, don't you think? Maybe. I Are you not a big Hajonia guy? I thought he was going to be good for so long, and he's just never been good. I've given up on him. I really have. Um, okay. I, I don't see really what 
what he's done to get better. He's he's endlessly talented from time to time. He has these games that are just just beautiful. He plays some incredible basketball, but I don't know. I, I don't think that he grows up. Terry Stotts is a very good coach. You know, we talked about coaching a little bit with the, with the Wood Dogs. Um, I like Terry Stotts. I think he's a great coach. I think that maybe if there was anybody who might be able to get through to Hazonia and, and get him to calm down and work real hard, it might be him. But I don't know. What do you think? I just like him. I mean, basically, if we can get him to be a spot-up shooter here with Lillard and McCollum, basically drawing a lot of attention, he should get a lot of open jumpers, and I think that could open up his game. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he have, like, this crazy poster dunk last year that made everyone go crazy? He has a few. I mean, again, he's incredibly athletic and talented. i to think of the one. <laughs> he well, dropped see. one well, on... Well, right, there's this website. I, I know you're I pretty wanted, old. I think it might be LeBron. It's called YouTube.com. Okay. And let me see. Mario Hazonia. Oh, we got Dunk on Giannis. Mario Hazonia, Dunk on Giannis. Let's see when he did that. Oh, was it Giannis? It was Giannis. That's right. Yeah, that's Giannis. right. He dunked on Giannis. Let me see Maybe if we can remember, we'll, we'll post that under the uh, net worth um, when we post the pod. Yeah, I remember that, that was a pretty fun highlight because it was, it was a cram, right? Yeah, it looked like it was kind of a slowdown, and then he he slammed it all up in his face. I'm still looking yeah. for a good replay here. Oh, he, he did step over as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was it. That's what got all the attention. So, he tried to be like our boy. So Ivan. it was a fast break, and Giannis ends up kind of late to the basket. I don't know if he really dunked on Giannis. Is he more dunked around Giannis? But, yeah, Giannis kind of catches up to him when he gets to the rim and tries to jump, jump and knock the ball away at the end and then falls on the ground and he steps over him. So uh, I found a good video yeah. of that. We'll, we'll definitely put that in uh, when we post Sounds the pod. Sounds like a plan. All right, so let's keep, let's keep breaking down this one, though. Zach Collins, what do you think of him? I like this guy as a player. Yeah, if the Portland Trailblazers are actually going to be any better than they were last year, I think it does come down to Collins making a big step forward. I like his game. I like his size. I like his build. Yeah, um, and he was starting to last year. He was. He got better. He played some good basketball in the playoffs. So hopefully he took the offseason and got his head right because I think the best version of this team is actually going to be a small lineup. You put Collins at center. Baysmore, maybe a power forward, go Rodney Hood, McCollum, and Lillard, and just run the absolute hell out of everybody. And you could actually swap Tolliver in there, too. I love it. Um, I love it. That's why I worry about the Whiteside thing. I think the best version of this Trailblazers does not involve him, and I think once that becomes clear to him, he checks out. Did you hear, did you see the one the quote that he had today? And this is what I get for just reading all the beat reporter stuff, that he wanted to play point center. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. Okay. That's good. That's definitely gonna be something to watch. What do you think the chances are if you were gonna put a line that he finishes the season with the Trailblazers? I think that would be a very interesting bet. I get. I bet. I bet you could get plus money on that, and I. I would take that. I don't know if. I don't know what happens. Now, do, will he get dumped for just nothing, or do you think they just cut him? I mean, honestly, he's so close to me. Like one of the guys that I could just see them just being like, "Go home." Right. Like we don't want you here. I think he probably and does. It's not because he's overweight like our buddy James Johnson. It's just because he has a bad attitude. I think he does finish the year on the roster, but you're right. Maybe he is playing in a much less role if this team gets to be more serious. Again, I love their small ball potential and what they can do there. So leaning on Whiteside is going to be tough, and I just don't think that's the atmosphere he's looking for. But maybe he likes the West Coast spread. Maybe maybe Miami was too much fun and, and too much sun, and he's he's ready to be on your time zone. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Portland's a little different than here. It's not uh... – not nearly as sunny as it is down here or, or Miami, so it will definitely be quite the change for them. So Portland... But, uh, maybe some of the stuff they enjoy in Portland will mellow them out a bit. So they're, the Trailblazers, 3.5 to 1 to win the division, 17 to 1 to win the conference, 30 to 1 to win the title, over under at 46.5, and, and minus 400 to make the playoffs. Those all look just about right to me. So let's focus on the win total. Any thoughts on the 46.5? I like the over. Yeah. What did they win last year? Do you have that pulled up? Let me I see. Up too. I don't know why I act like you're the only one with the computer. That's true. I mean, you're you're an old guy, so you don't really have the internet, and you're not really used to that. <laughs> From hearing uh, you're you st- clicking and clacking, though, I think you type a lot faster than me. Do you have uh, dial-up still? Are you still uh, using those AOL free CDs? <laughs> no, I should be, though. Huh? 
Portland Trailblazers won 53 <laughs> games last year. So that would be that you yeah. know for them to go under, they'd have to lose seven more than they lost last year. I think. And so how I I don't understand like how does that happen? What's the scenario here that Whiteside just nukes the team? I think it's something like that. Maybe you finally get a big Lillard or McCollum injury, and then the West, you know, got. I don't like betting on like, assuming someone's going to get injured. And the, I mean, that'd be like if I said I'm going to take the, the Milwaukee under because I think Giannis is going to get injured because obviously that team would suck without him. But I mean, that just seems like betting on someone to get injured just seems like not unless we have a reason right. to like Gallinari. No, I, yeah, I understand no. what you mean there, but also the rest of the conference got much better. They finished ahead of the, the Rockets who got better, ahead of the Jazz who got better, ahead of the Spurs who should be healthier and better, ahead of the Clippers who got much better, ahead of the Lakers who got much better. So there's five teams yeah. beneath them that are going to be fighting and, and you know beating them up for for more wins than, than happened last year. I um I want to spend a lot of time looking at that number. It's tough for me to go under I'm going it. Over. I, I can't go over. I don't know. I can't do it, but, but you're really? optimistic. You're not going over there, huh? No, I'm worried about this team. Cool. This could be Toronto West for us. We might have another running count on this one of every pod. I'm definitely not going to go under. This over here. Ugh, I'm not going to go under. I can't go under the 56 and a half again. It's, okay. Well, that's not as fun because you are just all in on Toronto under. I am. I might bet some more of them while yeah. we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a plan. It's just every time I get bored, I go in, oh, Toronto. Yeah, sure. A little more on that. You're gonna be like our buddy Bo doing the quadruple max. It's already it's it's too much. I have too too much invested on that. Um, it's a mess. So I'm not gonna go under on the Trailblazers. You know, you know what will suck is if that bet comes down to like the end of the year and both teams are just fielding like completely crap rosters because it's a meaningless game and. <laughs> that would be great. So you like the over a lot. You going you're going in here with both fists. You know, double barrels yeah. here or. The big play yeah. for you? Yeah. I like it. All right. So you're a lot more optimistic about this team than I am. You really do think they got better. Okay, so let's do another fun one. If we, And this is where we can get into hot take season. Where would you rank Damian Lillard in the NBA? Like, is he the fifth best player? Is he the tenth best player? Is he the fifteenth best player? Like, where do you put him? That's a tough question, but I think he's definitely outside of the top ten. No way. All right, let's go through it. Let me see, let right, me see, so if, I, let me see if I can name. Give me 10 guys better. All right, Stephen Curry, Kawhi yep. Leonard, Anthony yep. Davis, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you pause on that. That is such a yes. I'm so mad at you for that shit. Giannis. <laughs> yep. Giannis, we're at five. LeBron. Yep. Yeah, we're at six. All right, let me keep thinking. I know that I'm missing a bunch of people. Actually, let me pull up. It's so nice that you made me pull up the standings here. Yeah. This is gonna make my life yeah, better. Oh, six. Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. I'm at seven. James Harden. Okay, but now James Harden. Close. James Harden. I'm at Harden eight. James yeah. Harden. I'm at eight. Um, let's see here. Giannis. I got get real stingy now. Though. You're right. This is starting to get a little bit. Offer. I feel like I'm missing and at least another big name. I would say Jokic is, is arguable. I think Jokic is definitely much better than he is. I... Then how? I mean, he's got a better roster. How did they? How did Portland win that series? I honestly don't know how Portland won that series. That was a wild. Series. I know I had so much money on Denver, but still, I, I mean, think... that, that just made me respect Dame even more. That's true. He's a big player. So I'm at eight right now, and I'm struggling to come up, to, to pull up names. And I think I'm a little behind. I don't. So I'm at like the point so like, like Butler, right? I'd yeah, rather def- have Lillard than Butler. I would rather have Lillard than Butler. Um, I'd rather have Lillard than Luka Doncic. I'd rather have Lillard than I guess Drew Holiday or Zion is the best player on the Pelicans. I don't even know who the best player on the Grizzlies is. Carl Anthony Towns. Like I said, rather have Lillard. Um, better than anyone on Toronto. Would you rather have De'Aaron than- Fox? Not this year. Yeah, I think you're right. That's I love your King, I, mean, I love your Kings fan in there. Potential. That was an easy because Lillard. Luka, yeah, because Luka Doncic is the same thing. Like if we're starting a franchise right now with our ages, you're taking Luka. But okay, yeah. This year, yeah, this year. To win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say he, I'd say he's in the, in the nice between five to ten. What about Mike Conley? No, yeah. he's, he's another one you can't count on to stay healthy either. I feel like we're doing a really bad job of this, so let's move on because I feel like we, there must have been at least a dozen players. I think missed. that I just proved my point just so well that we got. Let me actually you know, Let me pull up the All NBA teams from last year. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I can't believe I didn't think to do that right now. Year by year, All <laughs> NBA teams. Da, 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 da. All right, so the first team last year: Giannis, Paul George, Jokic, James Harden, Curry. There we go. That's the name I missed. Paul George. I would take all yeah. five of those guys over Lillard. 
Durant's hurt, so we got to skip him. Leonard and Bede, and then Lillard was on the second team, and then Kyrie Irving. So would you go Lillard or Irving? Oh, I'm taking Lillard over Kyrie ten times. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, that's what you could call it West Coast bias, but we need to balance some of this ESPN stuff out. I think you're right. I think he's, so, he ends up in that little 8 to 10 group. I, I don't think he's top five, but you're right. He, he sneaks into the top I think, 10. And I think that you can, I think that right, I think he's right in the little tier. If we were to do tiers, he's right in the Jokic and B tier. And that might piss you off, but I really think he's there. No. Joel Embiid is much better than both of those players. Oh, no way. Are you kidding me? He's one of the, the five best defensive players in the league. Or do you have any yeah. a concept or understanding of Miller's how hard to score when he gets the, on the floor? The, the third best shooter in the league. Whoop do you do? Those are a dime a dozen. No, they're not. Oh, come on. He's an incredible offensive player. I'll give you that. But I would much rather have what Embiid does on the defensive end of the floor than what Lillard does on the offensive end. And that's not even considering how much better Embiid is on offense than Lillard is on defense. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to table this conversation. And when we bring guests on, put this in our little column. They all, they all have to chime in and vote. All right, Portland Trailblazers, you're going over the win total. Um, any other thing to say on them before we jump into the Golden Nuggets of Denver? <laughs> Let's move on to the Nuggets. I think we should have some more hot takes here. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Torrey Craig, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic, Mason Plumley, Jeremy Grant, love that addition, Will Barton, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, and possibly Michael Porter Jr., my gosh, spread! What a beautiful roster! All right, you ready for my hot take here? If you have to line up your seven through twelve guys, Denver has the best. It wins the title. <laughs> I think you're right about that. I actually don't think that. I don't league. think that is a hot take. I think that that's that's they absolutely have the best depth of anyone in the league. Of course, it's they're they're they have ten solid guys. I don't think any other team yeah. has ten solid guys, and they may even have eleven. And Bull Bull has so much potential. Oh, stop it! You don't think so? spread he barely can even walk <laughs> have you watched all videotape right. of him I'll moving up and down the that. floor guess, it's right. not smooth yeah, i better go turn on the air conditioner with all these it's odin-esque cool it's odin-esque but uh, i love <laughs> i love this team i think that this team has a chance to win the most games in the nba this year in the regular season i think they have a chance to you know obviously given that to have the number one seed in, in the in the west to win this division I don't love them as a title contender. I think of them, you know, unless Jokic takes a really big step forward this year, I think of this more as a classic regular season team, really deep, a lot of shooting, but you know, their their best player, I don't think Jokic is really going to be the best player in any series they play in, in the West. Um, you know, unless of course they're playing the Nuggets. I'm sorry, unless they're playing so the Blazers. Have you seen pictures? So this is another thing on my uh, my beat rider world tour that I do during training camp. Have you seen pictures of Jokic? I have not. He's huge. He's gained weight since FIBA. Did he need to gain weight? He's huge. Why did he do that? I think he just ate a lot. I don't know. It's He doesn't look like he did any conditioning at all, and he looks like he's been enjoying the finer things of Denver. because, And it's like the way he carries his weight, too, he looks solid. Well, spread his... But he almost reminds me, and this is where I'm going to be a little old. What was that old guy on the Jazz name? I'll have to come back to you on that one. The Jazz had this old white center that was just so Ostertag? Yeah, <laughs> Ostertag. Yep. So what do you think, Spread? I actually bet Jokic to win the MVP. I got a 20-1 to 1 early in the summer. I'm seeing some 16 and 15-1s to 1s here. I'm a little concerned, you know, given what you're talking about from a weight perspective. But with, with the roster this team has, I wonder if he has a chance to put up some incredible numbers this year on a team that's going to win a lot of games. So what do you think about the look of Jokic to win the MVP? Okay, so here's like the where did he finish in the voting last year? Let me see if I can pull up last year's. Uh, and MVP I'm going, and this is off the top of my head too. I haven't looked it up. I can't verify this stat, but I think I remember when we were going over MVP looks um, at some point in the group. Someone had pointed out that no one who hasn't finished in the top five has ever. He was number like, four. Not finished in the top five. So the top okay. five last year so he, was Giannis Harden. He would be eliminated from that He's, one. Maybe it was Lillard we were He's Giannis, Harden, Paul George, Jokic, and Curry. Those are the top five. Lillard was six. Yeah, okay. So he would be he would be eliminated. The idea was that if you haven't finished in the top five ever, you never no one's ever won without being. Well that's good. Jokic finished number four last year, so we're good. Yeah. Isn't he's got a shot, but honestly, with all the bias towards the, the, the big markets in the NBA. 
I just I see kind of a perfect storm year. You know, I don't think LeBron or Kawhi really have a great chance, even though they're in LA. I think there's going to be a lot of load management there. You know, Harden, Harden's, Harden, and Westbrook are going to take votes. So maybe, but you know, he's going to have Anthony Davis taking away votes from him if LeBron has a really good season and they're successful. Yeah. You know, Harden and Westbrook kind of the same thing. They're going to take votes away from each other, even if Harden is much, much, much better. Um, I just I, I see a perfect storm here where they have a chance to get the most wins in the league, which is always a big deal. You know, they always look for teams that are pretty successful when they look at that. And uh, I don't know, I'm right. excited. I guess besides the fact that he's been eating a lot of cheeseburgers. I honestly, that's not. Even, I don't think it's even going to be like detrimental to his style of play. So, I mean, he was already a complete liability in the pick and roll. I don't think he can get much worse. That's why I think of him as a regular season. So team. I don't have these MVP odds on five dimes. Um, out of curiosity, what's Steph? Let me see. I'm looking up bookmaker right now. I was uh, thinking, you know, when you're talking about the rest of these guys pairing off, we, you know, Draymond and D'Lo probably won't be stealing votes from Steph. So, you know, if Kawhi. And Will Paul you please George, say Kawhi for the love of God? Kawhi, I'm sorry. I'm just not doing <laughs> this with you if you're going to keep saying whatever whatever that thing was you just said. Missed... <gasps> I love how on the, the WTA podcast you mispronounce like everything. Because we know. <laughs> we sad. know. But I but I get the name of the, the number one, the star player, top star player of the NBA wrong repeatedly. And you all just sound like a you. loon. All right, Curry's the set. Curry's the second favorite for MVP. Giannis is uh, okay. plus 280. No Curry's so plus 550. Yeah, no value there. But if I had to place a bet, I think I'd take yeah, Curry. That's not so bad. All right. so He's got a good chance to average 35-36 like Harden did. But let's get back to the Talking division. about the, the Golden Nuggets. Again, not the Warriors. We'll do that another time. They're plus. <laughs> Sorry, the they're plus one fifty to win the division. That looks kind of interesting. Eleven to one to win the conference. Again, the conference at the end of the playoffs. I wish I could find odds for them to be the number one seed for the Western Conference going into the playoffs, but I haven't found that anywhere. If you do find that, please reach out to me. Those silly ones will go up like yeah, a that's, week. That's I can't wait. Those I'm, I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting for those. They're eighteen to one to win the title, and the win total is fifty three. So again, plus one fifty to win the division, eleven to one to win the conference, eighteen to one to win the title, and a wins total of fifty three. Any of those numbers interest you? Uh, no. Plus one forty seems about right, don't you? The only one I'd really look at is division. So I guess then, you know, maybe we need to talk about the Jazz a little bit more. Uh, the Jazz are favored to win this division. I'm confused by that. I think Denver... I don't think they should be. I think they should be third. I like That's Denver why I like that plus 150. I think that that's a really great number. I think given... But if you're going to go for it, you don't want to go for my good buddy Dame Lillard and take the plus 430. Nope. But what if they jump out to ten and zero? Then you can grab Denver at plus two hundred. And just were you not chill. listening five ten minutes ago when I was all down on the Trailblazers? <laughs> I know you're in California, but you can't be smoking that much weed already. <laughs> we are talking about the. This nuggets. is true. This is true. But I like that number plus one fifty. I'm going to look around and see if that's still okay. there at one fifty again. This is something I put together a couple weeks ago, so those numbers I'm sure have shifted. But if I could get plus one forty, plus one fifty on on the Nuggets to win this division. I think they're the best team. I think they have, you know, the best player in the division. They're deep. They've got a good coach, um, a great home court advantage, like we were talking about earlier. I think this this season is going to be all about the Nuggets. I think they're going to be a one, two, three seed in the East. Or I'm sorry, the West. Yeah, I mean it's hard to argue, especially when you're looking at the regular season look. I mean, uh, just at shooting guard, Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, and Torrey Craig. I mean, it's just fantastic the depth they have. All right, any other. If Porter Jr. is anyway half as good as we expect, this team is going to be oh wow. Yeah, I think I'm almost looking at Denver. Yeah, I don't know how do, how do you think they match up with the Clippers or the Lakers if we're looking at regular that? season? I think they do they do very well because I think that no, but I'm talking about in the, in the playoffs. playoffs I'm, I'm the playoffs, I'm taking either LA team eleven to one. Yeah, because once you get down to eight players, you're playing eight nine players at a time. That extra depth doesn't matter. And I just, you know, yeah. is is Jokic going to be the best player in either of those series? Is he going to be the second? Is he even going to be the second best player? Okay, and so like they say, everybody's got a price, right? And now this price is eleven to one. Give me the number at which you would have to play to the win. Nuggets. Yeah, twenty to win 20? the conference. So that's not that far off. I mean, it's it, it only has to be twice off. as unlikely as it is now. 
Yeah, I was thinking it would have to be higher. Maybe even higher than that, but at twenty to one, at least I'm I'm looking at it and starting to think about it. But I do like I do like that. Yeah, that plus I mean, one fifty. So I'll tweet that out if I bet that. You're almost because it's almost like eleven to one that Porter Jr. ends up being the star that everybody yep. expects because that's the game changer right there. That's the one thing that we can't really account for. The rest of these guys, we know what we're going to get, and it's actually pretty good. But like you said, the playoffs uh, disappointment last year, and let's be honest, they shouldn't have lost to that Portland team, right? Like they're better yep. than Portland, right? I mean, like I was just saying the Blazers, this and that. I love the Blazers, this and that, but. There's no way they should have lost that Spread. series. And if I remember right, they were up at like halftime of game yeah, seven, they were. weren't they? It was like complete like, yeah, so, oh gosh. That might, can you imagine having to, to think about that all summer? I'm sure it drives them nuts. Spread, what do you think Michael Porter Jr.'s yeah. odds are of winning Rookie of the Year? See, that's not on my five dimes. So, or maybe it is. Yes, don't down. look at it. I didn't ask you to tell me oh. what it was. I asked you to guess. <laughs> well, I don't have it, Jesus so now Christ. I can't even be cheating. Um, 10 you to 1? Liar. You know it's 33 to 1. I'm, I'm looking at a really? bookmaker right now. He's 32, 32 to 1, I guess. 32 and a half to 1. Oh, that's because Zion, if he has a half decent year, is pretty much a shoe in, right? I guess so. I don't know. I would have spent a lot of time thinking about that Michael Porter Jr. number. If he comes out and, and starts to play well, he's going to be a starter on a team that wins a lot of games. Nah, and Williamson might get hurt. Who knows? He's not going to start, Well, though. not right away. Do you really do you see him at some point usurping Will Barton from the um, starting spot? Do you have anything nice to say about Will Barton? He did pretty well until he just disappeared in the playoffs oh. last year. But going into the playoffs, I remember like when I was doing previews, he was like one of the guys that that they were really counting on. And then on. he disappeared. And they, they, they were really flummoxed by his inability to get it done. But he had got it done. Did you hear what you season. just said? He disappeared in the playoffs. No. They were flummoxed by how <laughs> he was unable to handle pressure. Come on. it's Will Barton's right. been in the league long enough where he'd be somebody by so, now. So let's play a little more. Uh, let's set some more lines. What are the chances that Michael Porter Jr. is starting by the end I of the think year? it's pretty good. I think it's pretty we'll good. say he has more than... More than ten. If I could get, oh, if I could get plus money on that, I'm all over it. But what would you set it at? Like God, I have no idea. It just made that I up. Mean, you sound pretty sure that Barton's going to the bench. I don't know if I go as far as, as minus two hundred. I actually don't know how healthy Michael Porter is, but you know, if if he finds his sea legs in the first twenty twenty five games, you know, is able to get be playing twenty twenty five minutes a night on a team that's won a lot of games. You know, you just need you just need Zion Williamson yeah. maybe to get injured, um, you know, maybe not to play as well as we thought. What are the chances they put him at four and even better? Millsap. Millsap would love that. I think he's sick of playing minutes at this point at his age. I like that even <laughs> better actually. Make him the small ball four. Yeah, but he might just end up coming off the bench at a four because it seems like the 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 trend in the NBA is to start with your traditional starting five to appease you know the old guys like me. Well, we need a center out there, and then you know. After six minutes, you pull him and he never comes back in. All right, I'm all over this this plus 150. I'm putting at least one unit on this. I think I just found a plus 145, at least one unit on that, maybe even go two, but I'll tweet that out. So I like the Nuggets to win this division. Any other thoughts on Denver before we wrap this up with Utah? I think Portland is going to be a thorn in your side on that bet. I'm not going to make that bet. And let's move all on right. to Utah. The U. Utah Jazz. Let me pull up their transaction for this offseason. Obviously, the biggest addition being Mike Conley. Added Ed Davis. Added Jeff Green. Added Emmanuel Moutier. A um, couple other players. Uh, Bo- that's right. Bojan Bogdanovic was a big add as well. Um, so definitely some improvements here for this Utah Jazz team. The starting lineup looks like it's going to be Conley, Mitchell, uh, Bogdanovich, Ingles, and Gobert. That's a great starting five. I don't know if it's one of the best in the league, but it's very, very good. What do you think about this Jazz team? All right, so before we start, I hope you, you'll agree with me on this. Is the Utah Jazz the dumbest 100%. name in all sports? I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? Like, how is there a New Orleans team and they're not the Jazz, but the Jazz are in Utah? I, it's beyond comprehension spread. Okay, well, we both agree on that, so let's move on. Um, uh, so, of course, we both love the starting five. Bojan Radonovic. It's funny, we didn't really, you didn't really make a lot of his departure. It's funny, it seems like no one's making a lot of his departure from Indiana, but then they're making it like this huge plus 
for Utah to add him. So what do you think that he really adds? Well, to the I think team? for the Indiana thing specifically, they, they were able to pick up enough bodies to replace a lot of what he does. I think, you know, for the Utah okay. Jazz perspective, he's a shooter. He's going to be the best shooter in this lineup. I think he's really going to spread the, spread the floor. He's better than Absolutely. Joe Eagles? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Much nicer jump shot. Much, much better. All right. Flow. Do you want to do a nice little bet on who has a higher uh, three-point percentage? I'm going to think about that one a little more because Bogdanovich gets a little more defensive attention from the three-point line than Ingles, but I like Bogdanovich on that. We'll definitely t- <laughs> we both know who's the better shit talker. That's though. true. On that, that's, right? on, that's not arguable. Okay. Let me okay. actually see. Let's see. Bogdanovich. Yeah, look at their percentages from last year, and I'll, I'll break down what I think of the All rest right. of this roster. Obviously, Gobert's fantastic in the middle, and, uh, you know, we talk about regular season pieces. He's a wonderful regular season piece, and it's just interesting how in the postseason he can kind of be played off the floor, um, but in other postseason matchups he's fantastic. Like, for example, um, you know, that's why Utah was the Thunder uh, – I mean, the kryptonite of the Thunder – was because uh, Gobert's ability to defend the rim really stymied Westbrook. But, uh, you know, other teams such as like Portland and, you know, Golden State, you know, just, oh, we don't even drive to the rim anyways that much. Like, we're fine shooting out here. He can kind of be rendered ineffective. Um, I don't know how good – I think he does well offensively, but obviously he's not the guy that you're going through. And so the big question is here – is how much is the improvement of Mike Conley over Ricky Rubio? And you know that I love Rubio, but boy, Conley gives you so many more things. I mean, he does everything that Rubio did with the addition of of scoring, and I think he's Absolutely. a better Absolutely, I love the addition of Conley. But circling back to our original question, 39% for Joe Ingles yep. from three last year, 42 and a half for Mr. Bogdanovich. All right. Well, you all right. You got me there. We'll see how it looks this year. For me, the Jazz, um, the big conversation. Uh, for me, the big conversation point here is going to be: What do you think of Donovan Mitchell? Is he going to be freed up a little bit, not having to worry about being the initiator, not having to worry about being the point guard, just simply you know being able to let Mike Conley bring up the ball and just be focused on getting buckets? I think that's a really nice spot for him. I think it is too, and I, uh, so he kind of had that role in FIBA this year and with Kemba running the ball and he actually did get frustrated. So, but I think Conley, and that's where I was kind of down on Kemba going under the Celtics and it kind of made me, uh, uh, ease off the gas before I, you know, dumped a bunch of money in Celtics futures. But, uh, I think Conley will be much more, uh, cognizant of getting him the ball when he's hot because I, I, you could see that, that in the game that they got eliminated in, Mitchell was pissed because he was hot at the end of the first half, and then Kemba went out and did hero ball and didn't get him involved in the second half. I think Conley will be much more cognizant of it, but it was interesting to see. He does get frustrated when he doesn't get the ball. I think Conley's at the the point of his career and and smart enough to realize that that as well. So I think he is going to do everything he can to enable Donovan Mitchell to be the best player he can be. I think this is an interesting team. You know, I love Rudy Gobert at center. He's an incredible defensive player. I like the, the the depth here. Moutier coming off the bench. I think that'll be nice. Maybe Exum will finally be healthy. That's not too bad. Ed Davis is as good of a third big man as, the, as there really is coming off the bench at this point in the league. So yeah. I like this team a lot, but I'm still confused as to why they're the favorite to win this division. I think that Nuggets roster is much better, much deep, much deeper. Much better. So, you know, they're plus 115 to win the division here. They're over under from a wins perspective, 54, a game higher than the Nuggets. They're eight and a half to one to win the conference, twelve to one to win the title. Do any of those numbers speak to you? Okay, and even though we're not high on them, uh, you know we like the Nuggets more. The only reason I don't want to go under there is uh, Quinn Snyder. Love the coach. coach. I think he gets these guys ready to go every night. Yeah, and I just think that I don't want to go on and under with the roster this talented uh, with that guy coaching because, I mean. I've seen them get blown out by the Warriors before, but, I, you know, we bet on a lot of basketball. We watch a lot of games, and how many times do you, you turn on the game and you're mad, you lose your bet, and you're like, this team didn't try. You know, I just bet on a team, and they didn't give a fuck about my money. They, You know, they partied last night. Like, this is not an effort. I don't ever remember seeing that from the Jazz. Even when the Warriors were blowing them out in certain games, like, they seem to always bring it every night. So I don't want to bet an under for the Jazz, even though I do believe – I honestly believe I think the Trailblazers are better than this team. Wow! Like who, for this year only, who would you rather have, Lillard or Mitchell? Lillard. Okay, for this year only, who would you rather have, Conley or Conley. McCollum? 
Interesting. And you're and you're factoring yep. in injuries. Oh, okay. And I can see that argument too. I like McCollum a lot, though. Well, let's keep going. Rodney Hood or Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Zach Collins, or Joe Ingles, or Jeff Green. You have Joe Ingles at the four on your depth chart. I've got him at the, at the, as the backup too, and I have Jeff Green. Oh, I, Ingles looks like he's the starting power forward on ESPN. So I don't know. So, but I think it was Ingles as the start of a. Okay, well I'm on Roto okay. World, so. Okay, so if you do, so you do Ingles or Collins, guys, because you know I. Love I think Ingles. that's pretty close. I'd actually rather have Collins where that's close, yeah. and then Gobert or Whiteside. Okay, that's funny because I'd rather have go. Ingles, I think. But maybe I just uh, just a white guy that can shoot uh, with his talk shit is just too much for me to. Uh, I think Gobert is an easy choice over Whiteside. So. Oh yeah. What about Nurkic? Yeah. No, nope, don't care. Close. Yeah, it's, I, I like this team, but I don't like any of the numbers. I'm confused why they're favorites. I don't, to your point, I don't see a reason to fade them. But I think that this division is ripe for some for value, and I think that's why that Denver price is so nice. Yeah, and I like the Portland price because I like getting four to one, and then if uh, you know, if they, if, you know, hoping you get one of these other teams here later in the season as things go on, and try and get two, two ones that are above, you know, plus three hundred or more. All right, anything on the Utah Jazz spread? Any more thoughts on the Northwest in general before we wrap it up? No, I think I think we had a pretty good pod though. I think the West is a little more contentious because this is where all the yeah. So I'm is. going Portland to win their division. You're going. Uh, oh, was it over on the Blazers? Over on the Blazers. All right, I love it. So those are our two bets. Thanks everybody for listening. You know, have a great week. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you could give us a rating or a review on whatever podcast service you're listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow on Twitter at NetworthPod. And you can always reach out to me at underscore noops and spread at spread a stare. We love talking all things hoops, so please reach out to us with any of your thoughts or questions and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.